For, Father, you said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And even as some may be thinking of Father's sins and trespasses, God, you remind us that all have sinned. And, Father, that lets us know that we all can be free, God. And so, God, this morning we pray that some father that may be listening, some father that may be discouraged, some father may be wishing that they had a relationship that they don't have, some father may be even scared to extend a relationship, God, because they feel like they've done something so bad, so terrible, God. But, God, right now in the name of Jesus, you have forgiven us for all of our sins. Yes, yes. You have forgiven us for all of our sins. And so, God, we are thankful this morning that someone will receive your forgiveness, oh, God, so they can walk in that, God, and live in that in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, today somebody is missing a father that is not here, a father that has already passed. And, God, we pray for that heart. Father, comfort like only you can, oh, God. And, Father, you promised to be a father to the fatherless. Help them not to feel alone or abandoned. You said, I am with you always, God, the greatest father of all. And so, God, we ask right now in the name of Jesus that they receive your love, that they receive your witness, God, in the name of Jesus. And we ask that you bless every father that's here, every father that's watching. Bless them, God, with your love, God, that your love would matter more than anything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. So this morning is just an honor to be here and an honor to just um, have my sister here with me on Father's Day. And so this morning she's going to welcome you and then she's just going to give out uh, um, honor. This morning our theme is tribute. And the word of God said, honor thy father, honor thy father. And you know what? There's no clauses in it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I see. There's no clauses. Honor if he honor when he's it's just honor thy father and so this morning that's what we come to say honor your father in jesus name all right good morning lfcc it is so good to be here and i feel a special honor to be able to have this time to honor my father but first i want to say happy father's day to every father that is here Every father, no matter your station, your situation, you have a God and a father who can abundantly bless us in any situation. But this morning, I have been called to do a tribute to a father who is a holy man of God. And so I am honored to be able to do that. And so as I talk, I am honoring this man, but I'm also honoring Every father who is a godly man who is in his home trying to run his house and cover his house with the love of our father. Um, I'm going to say some things that a father to me, our father, brought to our house. To me, one of the things that he brought for us was security. Security. A godly father brings security because no matter if dad was home, You never worried about if somebody was going to break in or if something was going to happen. And when it was dark and late at night, you never were concerned because you knew dad's in the house. So whatever happens, dad's going to take care of it. So dad brings that sense of security where the family doesn't have to worry about a lot of things because of the sense of security, knowing that dad was there 
And I remember when we were younger, you didn't worry about it because you knew if you were in a situation, even if it was your fault <laughs> and you were in trouble, dad was going to be there to take care of the situation and you, but he was going to be there <laughs> no matter what the situation. So um, I thank God for a father that brought security to our house. A godly father brings discipline, discipline and respect. Um, just like our Heavenly Father, okay, who disciplines us when we don't do right. Um, some of the scripture, a couple scriptures I wrote down because I know these were scriptures my dad lived by when it came to discipline, okay? One of them was Proverbs 29, 17. Discipline your children, and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. Another one, Proverbs 23, 13. I know he really lived by this one. Don't fail to discipline your children. The rod of discipline will not kill them. And I, Lynn and I can attest we're still alive. <laughs> did not kill us, all right? At times we might have thought it would, but <laughs> it, it didn't kill us. And I know those are scriptures that my father lived by because he was a man who wanted us to grow up, to be respectful, that other people, when they see us, knew that we were going to be respectful. I mean, he taught us things like, we better speak to everybody. I don't care if you knew them. You acknowledge people who pass by you. That was, you respect people. You respect people who are older than you. You respect people who are around you because we better not call a name. We better not call each other a name. He taught us to respect each other as sisters and brothers. He taught us the importance of being respectful. He told us to always look and listen when someone's talking to you. And you know, I, there's something I've noticed nowadays that is kind of missing. You know, you'll talk to young people sometimes. That's like you're talking to them and they're tuning you out. <laughs> you know, and they're looking another way and everything. But my dad taught if somebody was talking, you look them in the eye and you listen and you be still and you pay attention to what they are saying to you. And I, I think that's missing nowadays. He taught us simple manners like make sure you say excuse me, thank you, please. Right. You know, and I notice those are so missing today. <laughs> you know. Um, I teach, and kids will walk on your feet and keep walking, you know, yet come back, you know. But um, he taught us th those things that are seem so little but are so very important in life, okay? Another thing he taught us was to watch your tone of voice because we, <laughs> we think we were responding nicely, <laughs> but um, he taught us to pay attention to how you're responding, okay, because you might be saying something you think that's all right, but your tone of voice is not all right, you know? <laughs> so um, he taught us all those little things out as, as we were growing up, and I thank him for that because I know all of those kinds of things have been things in my life that have made th people say things like, oh, you're always so polite and you're always so, and I know I would probably not be that way if it had not been for someone who would discipline us with the rod if we did not, if we were not that way. And Godly Father is a provider, and, our and I give honor to Dad because he always was, was there to provide for our family. Um, he would come in, he would be tired, sit in a chair, fall out to sleep, but he was going to work, work late at night, deal with prejudice, deal with people who were not fair to him while he was working. You know, deal with all those situations. A godly man will do that and not give up and just keep on because their concern is their family 
and I know our family was uh, my, my dad's number one concern was that we were provided for. Did he give us everything we wanted? Absolutely not. But did we always have everything we needed? Absolutely, yes. And dad was going to make sure that the family had everything that we need, just like our Heavenly Father who continues to provide for us and always makes a way, always made a way. But not only did our dad provide for us in physical ways, but I praise God for this number one provision he provided for us spiritually. My dad, we had Bible study. The word of God was going to be inside of us. He would leave us with, I want you to remember, memorize the whole chapter of St. John 14. We're like, whole chapter. You know, I mean, it was memorize this scripture, memorize that scripture, sit, have Bible study. It was very important to him that the word of God was hid in our hearts. And he didn't just say it, or we didn't just see him do it, but he made us do it and make sure that we were doing it so I thank God for that provision that came from him to um, make sure that we were in the word of God and I think um, a godly father is a blessing to his wife too I want to say that because I know many times we would show out during the day with mom (laughs) and mothers a lot of time have that kind of tender heart where they put up with some things that dad will absolutely not put up with but all she had to say was, wait till your father gets home. And the rest of the day was amazing. <laughs> Everybody was perfect, you know. So a, a, a godly father is a blessing, I would say, to his wife. He was a blessing because he was always there whenever things were needed. He'd come in and mom tell him something needs fixed, something was broken. He's been at work. He's been tired. The kids have been showing out, you know, and he comes in and all of that stuff. A godly father just deals with them one at a time. And I just praise God for his diligence and being there and dealing with all that it takes to cover a family. Um, And like our heavenly father, our father shows love. The ways he showed love was in providing for us and making us always feel secure disciplining us, okay, his ways of showing love. But not only that, he showed love through game nights. We were going to have game nights where Jiffy Popcorn, we were going to watch it rise. (laughs) Those were highlights of our life, you know, Uh, play games and Jiffy Popcorn, um, trips to amusement park. All of a sudden, out the blue, we were going to go to the amusement park. And I remember we'd be so excited, we couldn't hardly stand it. not only that, things like I was afraid to get on a roller coaster, scared to death. And I know Dad didn't want to get on that roller coaster, <laughs> but he got on there with me, so I would get on there. You know, Dad, a good father, will do those things that sometimes other people won't do. He would do things like decorate. I love Christmas, and Dad loved decorating. (laughs) And Dad wouldn't let us come outside, and he would go out and decorate the whole outside of the house. And then when he was finished, I think he made us stay in so we'd stay out of the way. (laughs) But then when he was done, he would let us come out and look at what he had done, and we'd be so excited to see the lights everywhere. Um, He let us decorate the tree inside, (laughs) inside the house, but Dad did that. And he always decorated so pretty. And so every Christmas it was exciting to see how dad would decorate um, the house. So he also did things like 
emergency room visits <laughs> when when another of us had done something crazy, like I jumped over the fence one time and there was branches and cracked my wrist open. And, and I remember just screaming and screaming. I remember my dad coming and picking me up. And trying to calm me down because I looked at my wrist and you know, it was like just broken in half and it was, I was in pain and taking me to the emergency room. And I remember him standing there with me and the doctor and the, you know, and looking at the doctor like, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> making sure the doctor was doing the right thing. You know, and so I just give praise to a, a father who showed us so many, so much love in so many ways. And so today, I honor him. Okay, a good father makes a difference in their family, and when he makes a difference in their family, the family's able to go out and make a difference in the world. So it's important that we have good fathers making a difference in their family so that the family can go out and be a light in this world. So today I thank God for my father, and my prayer is that God will continue to be with him and bless him and give him strength and give him joy as his days are long. I pray that God will continue to heal and make him feel good, remove pain, all right, and give him the joy that he deserves and I know the Lord has for him and to all fathers I honor you and you are a blessing you are a blessing to your wives you are a blessing to your children and that was God's plan for the man to cover and I just praise God for a father that covered us amen thank you couldn't have said it better, amen. Um, this morning we have something special, okay? So uh, my sister started off, we're um, doing tribute to, um, to all the fathers. There was something that I read and I was telling my husband, it made me kind of well on the inside this morning. When I, um, they talk about Father's Day being the, the least, the least celebrated um, holiday and um, um, Billy Graham talked about that, and he said, "Without fathers, you know, there's is the, they're the foundation really of of our society, and that there's a lot of uh, negative about it, and so we'll hear more negative about fathers than we'll hear we'll hear about jerks and this person that, but God wants us to honor. Remember when I said He said honor? You know why He said honor? And He didn't put a clause. He didn't say honor if they're good honor." You know what? Because he knew that honor would make would would raise them up. Do you guys understand that? Amen. Praise and honor raises people up. It's not the the um, when we talk about it in, in a bad and negative way, but praise and honor. God said, "Honor thy father, honor thy mother," and when you give honor, it, it's a whole different response. But but dishonor. The fact is, is that dishonor begats dishonor. And I was telling my husband this morning. People don't understand that when you dishonor, I don't care how good you are, when you dishonor a mother or a father, God says uh, that he is not mocked. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. And so we find this reaping of dishonor going on because we don't honor. God doesn't put a clause. He just says honor. And somebody says, I can't honor because he did or he said or he wasn't. God doesn't call your honor. He calls for his honor. His honor can honor, because you know what? His honor honored us. While we were yet sinners, 
God died for us. So this morning, we, I'm going to call up. We have kind of like a surprise. Um, our young adults this morning, they're going to give tribute. And uh, they're just going to sit right here. They're going to give tribute and um, as they come up this morning. Amen. Aren't you guys? I'm so excited. Amen. Look at this. Amen. All right. Okay. All right. So they're going to give tribute this morning, and f and first we have a a video. Okay. the chicken coops only have two doors because if they had four it would be chicken sedans <laughs> oh my god what do you call a laughing motorcycle Yamaha a Yamaha ha 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 <laughs> Who is the greatest babysitter mentioned in the Bible? David. He rocked Goliath to sleep. At what time of day was Adam created? A little before Eve. Get out of here. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. <laughs> All right, what do you call a fish with two knees? A two-knee fish. <laughs> I know, it took me a little long. I late. A cop just knocked on my door and told me that my dogs were chasing people on bikes. My dogs don't even own bikes. <laughs> Did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. I tried to eat a clock the other day. It was really time consuming. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Who was the smallest person in the Bible? Ne <laughs> Nehemiah. <laughs> Need an ark? I know a guy. <laughs> How does Moses start his morning? Anybody? Hebrews, a pot of coffee. Nice. Can February March? No, but April May. <laughs> Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? Samson. He brought the house down. <laughs> yeah. Those are awful. Awfully good. Just like what I grew up with. some good dad jokes. <laughs> um, good morning, everybody. Um, oh. 
So I wanted to speak to y'all about uh, Father's Day and how I feel about it. Um, it's a good holiday. They don't recognize it as, as often as uh, it comes up. But um, my, my dad died when I was eight. So um, I think in my youth I tried to like, not even tried, I just kind of didn't think about it as much. Probably so it wouldn't hurt more. But the older I get, the more I realize that um, my dad left a lot of seeds in my life that are uh, growing to this day. Um, I think one of the best memories I got with my dad was uh, cutting wood with him. We was outside chopping wood for the house. And uh, he told, I think I was in trouble. I was doing something and it was like my punishment. So I was out there working and then I think he went in the house and it started raining. <coughs> And uh, my mom and dad were like, where Clyde at? He thought to himself, he said, that boy's still outside in the rain chopping wood. <laughs> and uh, I just remember thinking to myself, I know y'all forgot me, but next time you look, I'm going to be right here chopping this wood. <laughs> so um, that was always a, a, a fond memory I had. But this morning I was just thinking about um, um, a scripture in the Bible that say, uh, my plans for you are, are greater than, hold on, I got it on my phone. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So I'm pretty sure my pops didn't make me cut wood to hurt me. You know, over time, um, I think it built a good work ethic in me. Um, I try not to let anybody outwork me, so I think that that was a good um, gift you gave me. I think for all the fathers out there who don't know if you're doing enough or um, living up to the expectation, the seeds you're planting in your kids' lives going to grow no matter what you do, no matter um, where they go. So the word of God is um, it's life-giving. And one thing I know my dad would uh, let me know is no matter what I do, keep God first. And I feel like he got to be watching over me. He must be up there. So um, say just keep keep going forward and, and do the best you can for your kids, but do the best you can, period, because we all people, nobody perfect. And um, kids got a way of forgiving and seeing past your faults more than adults do. So um, just be encouraged this morning. God bless all the fathers. morning everyone um, so I'm giving my tribute to my dad um, from the perspective of a daughter with unconditional love um, for her father um, my scripture is Romans 8 37 through 39 and it says yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor 
any other thing created shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, So when I thought about that scripture, um, I just applied it to how nothing has separated me from the love of my dad um, and that nothing has made me like even question um, my love for my dad. Um, There's been a lot of things that I've seen in my childhood. Um, I know everyone loves to talk about super happy-go-lucky Father's Day things, um, but I want to keep it real. Um, and just talk about some things that I saw in my childhood that in another person's life would easily resent their father or easily hate their father for the rest of their life, and there's no doubt in their mind they're going to ever change that. Um, I know that everyone already knows, like, it's fine to talk about it, um, but I've seen my dad, you know, beat my mom before seen my dad try to drown my mom, seen my dad put a gun to my head, my mom's head. Um, He's had a child with someone else during their marriage and then told me about it right before I had to go to school and that was rough. (laughs) Um, I remember how irritable my dad used to be growing up. Um, Wouldn't even wanna go to Walmart with him because if someone just accidentally bumped him or anything, it's on and popping and I'm just like, oh man. (laughs) I just remember even just going to the grocery store, how he would just have to smoke um, or roll a blunt before we go just so he can be calm in the grocery store. Um, Me and my brother would be in the back seat with the blanket over our head just so we don't gotta inhale all the smoke and get secondhand high. Um, I remember coming home after school and having to just go hide out in my room. Uh, He would just tell us to go to our room because he was cooking crack in the kitchen. Um, I remember that just holidays I would miss my dad um, when he was in prison or just out in the street. Um, Or when he was home, he was just home recuperating, drinking Gatorade, trying to recover. Um, But I thank God for keeping my heart soft during those years, Um, open, loving. There was times that him and my mom would be going at it and you know, he'd be on the couch, you know, after that. But I'm just like, Dad, can I get you anything to eat? Can I get you anything to drink? Can I pray with you? Can I do whatever? Like, waiting on my dad and none of that ever made me like, nah, he can get his own food. Like, I see why my mama ain't cooking for him. Um, But none of that, like, ever made me stop serving my dad, loving my dad. Um, And I'm like, I've seen some things um, that are pretty, pretty harsh. but yeah, where where many kids grow up to resent their father, I, they could easily resent their father for the things that I've seen. Um, I chose to embrace my dad um, for some reason as a kid, um, not being as spiritually developed as I am now. I knew that he was battling something other than himself. Uh, I knew that when my mom and dad were going at it um, and fighting, there was something in me as a child that would always run into their room and be like, "Stop! We're gonna pray now!" Like. At that young of an age, did I really understand it? Probably not completely, but I knew that there was power in it. Um, thinking back, I used to like, me and my brother used to be hiding in the closet, um, crying and stuff, but I would be praying and praying and praying for hours and would just be like, and then they would eventually stop arguing. I'm like, God did it. Like, he made them stop arguing and fighting. But I mean, like, now thinking as a dorm, like, they had to stop at some point. But I know I want to give, like, all, <laughs> all credit to God um, for me praying in that closet for so long. Um, 
but yeah I know and then I know that this is also supposed to be about my dad but I also want to just give a quick shout out for my mom for staying um because that just ties into her like her not knowing her own biological father growing up um put a lot of you know I guess seriousness into us knowing our dad and like not taking that away from us um so her going through a lot of that stuff um and just holding on to that relationship that we could have with our dad like nothing ever separated that she never spoke bad about my dad I never heard one ill word about my dad um of course I saw things but like from her own like mouth I've never heard my mom say anything bad about my dad um and I love that I grew up and got to see my dad's complete transformation um so it just it just even built up my faith as a child, like, you know, seeing all of that, being able to pray through all of that, um, growing my faith, um, you know, just like Clyde's scripture, um, that scripture, um, you know, he knows the plans um, to prosper you, not to hurt you. Um, and so none of that now, like thinking about it, I, I'm really like, I'm not scarred by any of it like a lot of people say like oh they deal with trauma or anything like that I got some issues but like when I think about it I don't believe I have any like trauma or scars from seeing the things or going through the things I did with my dad um and I honestly give my dad a 10 out of 10 for being the dad he is his dad was a raging alcoholic he didn't have his mom so it's like what example did he have to be my dad um so dad I give you a 10 out of 10 um <laughs> I love you you're my best friend you are the comedian of my life um and my mechanic when I need it I love you <laughs> um and yeah I just happy father's day to all the other fathers as well the 48 year old Lamont Thomas became an empty nester it was the end of a parenting legend. Back in 2001, this divorced father of two took on a foster kid named Michael Perez. He was a good young man, you know, and I, I just hated to see him in the system. Eventually, Lamont adopted Michael, who now works as a nurse. I don't believe that I would be the person that I am today uh, without the morals that he instilled in me, the family, the extended family that I have now. How extended is that family? <laughs> I tell you, if I had enough fingers and toes to count. Turns out Michael was just the beginning. That's Marcus. Over the next 15 years, Jamie. Lamont fostered more than 30 kids here in Buffalo, New York. Come on. And adopted five of them. JJ. And again, he did this all on his own and with all of his heart. Every child that I have had it was my goal to make a difference in their lives. You fell in love with these kids, huh? Yeah. Proud of them. And you retired from fostering? I did. Go fishing? Oh, yeah. Did plenty of fishing. Trips? Love all of that. Of course, we wouldn't be here today if that was still the case. Yes, sir. It really was a shocker. I didn't expect for him to restart um, and to do it all over again. It's just amazing. Today, Lamont is back in the game in a big way. Not long ago, he took on five siblings, all under the age of six. Major, are you eating books? Lamont, who works as a caterer, says he did have other plans for these years. I didn't think it was this. But those plans have now been shattered with mayhem. When was the last time you went fishing? It wasn't this summer. <laughs> Papa! Papa! 
Yes. Lamont decided to foster all five after he found out they were going to be permanently split up. Yes. And to guarantee they stay a family, okay. last month, he adopted them. Very good. You are hereby adopted. I had to help them. They deserve to be raised together. Fortunately, Lamont has a great support system through church and friends. And he's not opposed to adding a wife to the mix, should such a saint exist. Don't lick my mirror, please. But if not, he's also fine going it alone for as long as it takes to make the difference. Have you calculated when the last one's going to be out of high school? We got a lot of years to go, but it's all right. It's all good. Lamont Thomas, definitely all good. Steve Hartman, on the road in Buffalo. We know who's going to win Father of the Year. Good morning, everyone. First, I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are here and um, that have come through this church. Um, I have three men that I want to thank at the end. You know, my biological father, the man who gave me his last name, and my answered prayer. But before I do that, I just want to first thank uh, Pastor Linda for, uh, you know, giving me the platform to talk about this. Um, she called me on Tuesday and said, oh, Lord, what I do? But... <laughs> <laughs> But I said, yes, ma'am, I'll definitely do this. Um, you know, Father's Day is really important to me because uh, growing up in LFCC as a young boy, um, we saw a lot of great men come that come through the door. Whether it was your biological kids or the kids that you took in, you know, I've seen it, and I appreciate everything that y'all did. Um, like I said, this morning I just wanted to, um, like I said, honor these men because I feel like in our society we, uh, we tend to give people their flowers when they pass away. But this morning, I want to give uh, these men their flowers while they can still smell them, metaphorically, um, and just know how much we care for you. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt once said, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I, I, I keep reiterating, thank you to the men. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, start, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. For these fathers, I... Uh, I want to say, please be encouraged that what you put into your children will not return void, that they will at some point come back, and that they will continue to serve the Lord. Just Joshua 24 and 15 says, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. You know, um, I heard this plenty of times in my household. Um, you know, I heard Pastor David say it a bunch of times. And, you know, there was a, a service way back. I can't remember when it was, but I remember when Daniel said it. <laughs> and that touched my heart because, you know, Daniel has a, a safe, you know, soft spot in my heart. But um, I'm going to do a roll call of the men, like I said, that, you know, I might not have said a lot growing up, but I did watch you. And I do appreciate what you have done in this house. So first off, I can't. I have to start off with uh, Apostle David. You know um, what a great man you you have been for my my life and my family. You know, kind of a short story. My memo was in the hospital. Uh, I was I think I was back east at the time, but you know, um, my mom told me how they left the hospital and and they went back in the morning. Apostle David was there, still there, stayed the night, slept in the hospital. So. 
just um, your prayers for my family and all the people in this church. I really appreciate you. Elder Blackburn, <laughs> I thank you because, uh, you man, you, you really made my papa a better man. You know, just being able to be around you and, you know, <laughs> you see a, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old boy hanging out with a 7-year-old man and a 60-year-old man cutting grass, you know, doing carpet, you know. I really appreciate the time you took for us. Um, Elder Otis, I really appreciate you. Um, you know, back in the evening in the log cabin, evening in, on Midway, I appreciate you taking the time to go into the classroom and teach us. You know, even though sometimes you went a little too long, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you for that. Just to just taking the time to teach the young folks. Um, Pastor Sam, even though he's not here this morning, I don't think, but just, uh, you know, he made it seem like it was cool to serve the Lord, you know, cutting the hair, you know, even kids from the school going, saying, you know, somebody can cut my hair. Well, yeah, I know a guy, Mr. Sam, you know, he can hook you up. Um, Javier Preciado, um, you know, they, they used to watch me when I was growing up and just being able to um, just get the toolage from him. I really appreciate that. Elder Robert, Uncle Robert, you know, I don't think uh, there's enough words to describe how much you mean to me. You know, you're, you're a great man. Um, growing up, I, mem I, I uh, remember hanging out with Kamai and Caleb down there by Crescent Harbor. And uh, like I said, I just appreciate you just sticking sticking around, you know. I know there could have been a lot of times you could have up and left, but you stayed, and I appreciate you for that. Uh, Pastor Burleson, even though he's not here, what a great man he has been. Elder Richard, you know. I don't think anybody dressed as sharp Melder Richard. He was he was sharp, boy. He was sharp. Um, Deacon David, you know, I appreciate you, sir. Uh, you know, there's a, you know, there's a, I don't know. It's amazing to see your journey. And I remember Miss Jessica put a picture up the other day of your transformation, and I, you know, it's amazing that even though you might not be physically well, you still can look out for other people. And I appreciate you for that. Um, Thomas Refuge, I appreciate you, sir, because, you know, when I go into the church and I see big Mr. Thomas there, you know I'm safe. You know what I mean? He's going to make sure nobody comes in here that ain't supposed to be in here acting crazy. And I appreciate you, sir. Uh, Brother Tony Harden, even though he's not here, um, just thanking him for what he's done. Rick Renz, uh, Nick Ascenson, you know, he, he was huge in my development as a young man, because he was our our uh, youth group pastor. And he, uh, one of the things he told me growing up, because obviously I was so into sports, you know, football, basketball, you know, track all the time, all the time. And he said, you know what, Dane? Um, if you want to hit that next level, make sure you put God first. He told me um, the, the more you make yourself available to God, the more God will make himself available to you. And, you know, I really appreciate you, Mr. Nick. Uh, Terrence Booker, I appreciate you. Danny Brown, uh, Derek Franklin, Juan Smalls, Glenn Embers. You know, I remember the the beautiful thing we did for him a couple years ago for his on his Father's Day um, when his wife was deployed, and we did a um, a big thing for him. You know, as a great man, uh, Devonte. You know how much you mean to me, man. I uh, love you, man. Uh, Mr. Rumble, Roger Rumble. Shout out to Roger. This is his first Father's Day. Um, <laughs> Micah Scott, 
big Micah Scott, yes sir. <laughs> Darren Darren Bobbitt, Pastor Sal Sal Dentu, uh, Michael Escalante, Mr. Bennett, uh, Wayne Johnson, Marco Giddens, Elder Willie Willie Lewis, thank you, sir. Uh, Cesar Fuentes, I hope I've seen that right. Elder Carl Phillips, Laferro, uh Williams. Uh, Joe Vigil, um, Elder Allen, um, and then lastly, uh, DJ, Daniel, and Drew, and, and please forgive me if I've got any of the other fathers, but um, like I said before, I wanted to give a special shout out to three fathers that have been truly instrument, uh, instrumental in my life. First, my biological father, uh, Lamel Wayne Ross. Uh, for those who don't know, I was adopted in my family on the Ross side. And, uh, you know, I never really had Lamel around. You know, I went to San Antonio to meet him for the first time in uh, 2001. And, uh, you know, he was in jail. And uh, for a long, long time, I, I resented him for a long time. Even, you know, my boss um, didn't want to hear from him, didn't want to really talk to him just because I felt like a void in my heart because, you know, I have five other siblings that live with them and I always ask, Lord, why me? Why did you take me away? What was the significance of that? And, uh, but when, like, a couple years ago when I started kind of get out of that victim mindset and started to ask God, instead of why me, I asked God, what are you trying to show me? And I and I and what I c the resolution I came to was I believe Lamel knew he wasn't living right, and wanted to give me a better opportunity in life. When my mom, when, when me and my mama, uh went down to see him in 2001 before he had passed, uh, he uh, <laughs> he was a funny guy. He he had a he had a little bit of anger issues, so we're we're driving to the airport in San Antonio, or actually I think it was Austin and. Uh, he gets out the car because my boss, my mother said something to him, and he starts running. I'm like, Lord, where's he running to? <laughs> so my my mom and I and my boss, my mother, she drops us off, and sure enough, he's standing right there. And uh, this is when uh, we found out he had cancer, so they're kind of telling us to see our last goodbyes. And uh, you know, he never, you know, what I mean, we talked every once in a while, but it was never nothing really concrete, and you know. And when we talked, he said, uh, boy, I just want to let you know I'm proud of you. And I was 16, and, and it held my heart because I didn't get to grow up with him. And he also told me, boy, you better take care of my mama. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, man, I know he's not here, but I hope you see him and me. <laughs> Sorry. Second, to the man who took me in and gave me his last name, Johnny Harris Sr. Man, what can I say? <laughs> what an honor to be so loved by someone that they bring you in as a baby and take you as one of his own sons, even though you aren't his biologically. Man, my dad has just always instilled in me how to be a man as early as I can remember. 
You taught me how to treat people and how to be a protector for my family. I believe the greatest thing that he, he has ever given me, though, was Jesus. Growing up, I never really appreciated being raised in a church as I do as a man. Now that I, am, now that I live in the Boston area for the last couple of years and just realizing how unchurched that region is, I really appreciate you for bringing me up in the church. <laughs> we were joking about it the other day. You know, I felt that sometimes we, we went a little overboard how much we were in church, but I appreciate you <laughs> anyways. <laughs> you know, we had uh, <laughs> we had church. We had to be there at 8. Sometimes we only leave about one thirty-two. Miss some of my football games. Uh, <laughs> you know, Monday we had a day off, but Tuesday we had uh, men's Bible study. Wednesday we had Bible study. <laughs> Thursday we had choir practice. <laughs> Friday we had some kind of youth group ministry meeting. Saturday was a big practice day, and Sunday we was back in church. But I appreciate you for bringing that into my life. You know, I was, you know, as I was writing, I was thinking about what's other than Jesus, what's the greatest thing you ever did for me? And I believe it was never really the presence that you gave me, but it was your presence. You know, any event that I had, my dad was going to be there. You're going to see Big Johnny somewhere in there. You know, whether it was football games, basketball, track, uh, band, awards, a ceremony, a field trip, my dad was going to be there. And like I said, I just want to say I love you and thank you for everything. And third, and definitely but not least, uh, my papa, <laughs> Melvin Ross, a.k.a. I call him Junior. We call each other Junior. And then also my answered prayer. So with the void in my heart that I had from Lamel not being in my life, my papa filled that. My life changed when my papa and my mama moved in with us in 2007. Since the spring of 2007, I've been attached to my papa. <laughs> I feel like I've been attached to my my papa's hip. It was like God answered my prayers in a different way than I had, had ever expected. Because I had prayed for Lamel to be in my life, but instead of Lamel, I got his daddy. <laughs> my papa is uh, one of 14 children from Carthage, Texas. Today, he is the oldest of three remaining children of that 14 and is the oldest man that has lived on the raw side of my family. My papa is one of the hardest working people I've ever met. And I believe he's rubbed that onto me in my life. Uh, and also, he's one of the most active 80-year-olds uh, I've ever met. And so uh, kind of just to wrap up everything, I just want to encourage the men um, also just to just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like as a young boy, sometimes we might not express our feelings at times, but just know that w we see you and we appreciate you. Uh, yeah, just keep being an example. And when I was talking to Pastor Lenny, you know, we keep, I kept on hearing the term deadbeat fathers, deadbeat this, deadbeat that. But I'm grateful that in this house I've never been able to see a deadbeat father. So thank you for your time. Thank you. That was a beautiful thing. Um, happy Father's Day and good morning. Um, I just want to honor my dad who was in here, um, my grandfather and my great-grandfather for giving us Jesus, um, generationally, especially. Um, growing up <laughs> in a household of faith has not always been easy or something that I've wanted to do. 
like Dane said, I did not want to be at church Tuesday to Sunday. Then we got our um, weekly devotionals on Monday that my dad would force us to do. Granted, once we got into it, it was fun, but you know, just the whole act of getting there, I didn't want to be there. And girlfriend, I didn't want to be there. And let my, um, then we would constantly pray together <laughs> as a family at nighttime. And don't let us fall asleep, Lord. Don't let us fall asleep during prayer. Or if my dad got home late from work and we was already in bed, you know, getting ready for school, this man would wake us up and we gonna pray together. And my dad, um, I really thank him because he planted seeds. He planted seeds that have been watered. And granddad, you've planted seeds. Grandpa James, you have planted seeds. And I thank you for every guys, everything you guys have done and continue to do. I remember when um, Adonijah was younger, because you guys know he's so tall now, but um, in the old church, and you guys used to sit like this, and you guys had that little um, microphone stand that used to sit right there, and before Nigel could like really talk, I remember him grabbing the microphone, probably like on a Thursday when we were there for practice, because you know, we was always at the church, and um, Nigel grabbed the microphone, and he's just walking back and forth, um, on the stage and he's just talking not he wasn't saying anything that we could understand but he was just walking like he was preaching just like he sees our granddad do every Sunday um, and I just feel like uh, you know monkey see monkey do um, it, but they're just seeds that have been planted since we were kids um, and I really thank God for my father and who he is and who he's been in my life and if any of you have got the honor to know, really know my father, y'all know he's a character. He's a funny man and he's open and I thank God for his transparency, even though sometimes he can be a little too open. Um, but I thank you because he has always been really good at talking about his struggles and his downfalls and different things that he goes through and we get to see where he goes to. And he always goes to God. He's always in prayer. I've seen him where he would pray and fast, you know, like we go through different, like the Daniel's fast or different church fastings, like on the Wednesdays. But then when that's all said and done, he's still doing it um, because God called him to do it. And he still does that. And that's something that I feel like I have taken from him just to see, like, no one's telling him to do it, but he's still doing it. He's still praying. He's still seeking God in different aspects of his life that I really appreciate. Um, I really appreciate watching you two as well. Um, being that compass and seeing, um, knowing where to go. I definitely think it is a foot in the door and an advantage to grow up this way. Um, just to think about like other people, um, like even when Ajane was talking and she's like, she doesn't know the power, like she was younger, she didn't understand the power of prayer, but I feel like growing up knowing the power of prayer, even though I may not have always used the power of prayer, but I knew at a young age the power of prayer um, and just utilizing it in everyday aspects of my life. And, um, and I just thank God for the seeds that were planted. I remember <laughs> when we were younger, my dad would discipline us and <laughs> He would have us lined up at the foot of his bed, you know, we finna get a whooping. And, um, you know, he was a military man, so his bed was always made up, no wrinkles. And we better not wrinkle that bed either. 
So he would have, he had a little plaque um, on the wall and had a scripture. I don't remember what scripture it was, but we would have to recite the scripture as he was whooping us. And we could not crinkle. He would be like, do not wrinkle his bed sheets or nothing. But he would whoop us while we recited the scripture. But guess what? He was planting seeds. And I thank you for the seeds that he was planting. Um, and just, just now, as consistent as he is, um, but I really do honor all the fathers that are here um, and those who have passed and just the person that I am today and even watching my brothers and being with them, like I could see my dad in them and um, as they grow up and I think it's a beautiful thing and I just want to say happy Father's Day. I love you guys. I love you, Papa Daddy Cornbread, even though you're not here. I know you're going to watch this, but I love you so much and thank you.
Oh, you already have one. Okay. All right. So if we can get Dad, we're going to have Dad um, to come up. Will Dad up? And then he, he's going to pray for you men, okay? All right. It's locked. As I looked at this rule of men and I think about the power that Christ had with 12 men, and I say to myself, you know, these men in God going to turn the world upside down for us, I'm going to turn, even though sometimes we seem to kind of take things, you know, kind of lightly. But up here with these men going forward in Christ is power in the world, power in this town, it, if we really grasp it and realize what Christ has given to us. He has given us that power. And that power lies within the word of God. Yeah. That's 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 the only place you're gonna find it. Yeah. It's in the word of God. The word of God moves us into power. Let me pray. I pray and I thank God right today to be amongst those who God has chosen to be his friends. He said that he chose us. Jesus said it himself, that now we are friends of his. That's what a great honor and privilege to even think about the fact that we are friends of God. And he stands with us in the midst of all of these situations. And we do have many situations in the world, every man knows right here. If he laid them on the table, uh, you know, it would be quite a thing, you know, because we all have different situations that we have to fight. And God don't want us to fight them. He wants us to understand that he is with us to help us to ease whatever that burden is. We have to remember that standing here right now, we have many men, and they have many situations, but amongst them, fighting together, they can overcome everyone. We thank you, God, that you have brought us here, that you have put us in a place where we can worship, where we can have a joy, where we can have an understanding. Lord, we need 
every moment that you give us. Help us, Father, to be in your word. Help us to uh, understand that as we walk, every one of us are linked together. You have put us together. Help us, Father, to use that togetherness to move higher and higher. And we can, and we know we can. There is always the way, and the way is Christ himself. Keep us in your holy power. We need every ounce of it. Father, things are not getting better. We know that we need more power because Satan is doing more evil. We understand, and you have told us that you will be with us forever. We place our heart, mind, and soul in the belief that you will be with us forever. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. We thank God for this tribute to um, all our fathers, and we pray that um, you feel uplifted, that you feel, you know, that we honor you. And we, we continue to pray for your walk. We, we continue to pray for your strength. And we continue to, Mother Allen said something so good this morning. We, we continue to pray for our mouths as women because we can get connected with the world's way of talking or we can get connected with the way God talks. And God's talk is that you are a child of God and he fights for you. And so if he fights for you, we'll fight for you. And so we pray for us as women to fight for the men all over the land, fight for them. You know, ever since Bible days, it's been that they were cutting off the men the Bible, maybe they would just kill male child. And if we're not careful, this thing right here, yeah. it can do a lot of killing too. And so we pray that we will speak life. We will speak honor. We will speak faith to spur you on in Jesus' name. So we thank God for all the men. This Afterwards, you guys, um, if you want to, um, Pastor Sam, I don't know if he's back yet, but we thank God for our Pastor Sam. He got to be with, I think he went to be with his brother. And so we're thankful that he, and to visit his dad's grave. Okay, so we're just thankful. So he said it was the first time. So just uh, thankful that he was able to do that. Uh, but he's supposed to be back. And um, if anyone wants to play baseball, okay, he's trying to save that the baseball field over there for any guys that want to look at the boys that way yeah play baseball if you want to do that please let him know don't let him just don't let him hang over there and nobody show up you know if you don't want to go don't you don't have to go but if you want to go and you feel like well i can't run and i can't bat we got some runners see raise y'all's hands right there look at them right there look at that look at that we got some runners and batters ready to do it for our fathers okay so um, um if you want to do that but we do pray that you enjoy the rest of the day with your family and with your children honoring you. And we pray that um, God bless you, keeps you, 
May his face shine upon you. Come on, be gracious unto you and give you peace. That's not just a song, you guys. That's the word of the living God. And as that word is spoken over you, it's to receive that word in the power of the creative word of Jesus that it's supposed to happen, okay? And I pray that surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, all right? So we're getting ready right now um, to turn it over to Miss Lehani. <laughs> 